Okay, we should be live on the Just a Couple Dudes podcast. Today we are talking carnivore, keto, weight loss, just life in general. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Flatiger. And I'm your co-host, Anthony Michael Cole. Sweet, man. So um, I'm really excited. I'm just going to do a double check to see if our guests can call in, and then we will introduce her in just a moment. Yeah, so uh, I'm really excited about this one. One, because this will be our first Yankee on the <clears throat> jacked podcast so that'll be fun uh also it's a someone talking about a carnivore diet that's a woman i you, i feel like it's not really not a lot of people not a lot of women do that normally um yeah it's uh out of all the people we've had reach out on instagram it um not just that it's male dominated or anything but i mean just because of our form as well we get a lot of males we get a lot of men the show promotes men you know, we're all about that. We finally had our first guest for, you know, our female guest, first female one, and we did the wedding dresses episode. We have some other females coming on. Um, and so that's why we're really excited to have another woman, a female on our uh, platform. And yeah, we can kind of get stuff from her. We want, just want to pick her brain, really. Yeah, because she's done a lot of exciting things, anywhere from uh, even a lot of political stuff. And so she's got uh, she's got a very interesting story. And uh, I think you all will enjoy this one. I know I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so while we're waiting for her to get in, too, um, I would just say go on Instagram if you want to check out someone just with a really cool story. You don't even have to be into keto or carnivore or whatever. I mean, it would help because that's what her page is about. But just about weight loss and just health uh, and wellness in general, you can go ahead and go on Instagram and look up Black Carnivore. So it's just how it's spelled, B-L-A-C-K-C-A-R-N-I-V-O-R-E. So that's Black Carnivore on Instagram. She's a really cool page. Um, all sorts of stuff like good recipes, you know, the, what she's doing, what she has working. And then she has links to all her stuff on her Instagram page. So you can go check out her, her Patreon account, her link tree, YouTube stuff. She does video series, really interesting stuff. Yeah. She's a uh, very, very creative. And I feel like her, she's one of the types of people that were, her energy is contagious. Uh, so I think uh, whenever you run into people like that and you, you hear their story, it really, it really can benefit anybody. So uh, I, I definitely think you should definitely check her out. Uh, I think you could learn from it, grow from it. Uh, plus, I know she'd appreciate it. You know, yeah. she's trying to help you. She's trying to help you. So, yeah, and we had. I mean, dude, I just keep coming back. To, we had an amazing conversation yesterday with Mike Gorman. Um, for anyone who hasn't listened to episode twenty-three with Mike Gormy Gorman, my man Gormy. My yeah, he's an awesome guy. Um, that was just such a he has such a cool story, man. This guy lost over three hundred pounds. But at several points, he was saying, he's like, yeah, I lost 150 pounds or 200 pounds even, and I gained back 100. 100 in, in a month. month. In one month. 100 in a yeah. month. Over a weekend, he gained over 40 pounds. Uh, so he was definitely slipping. And so, like, if you've ever in anything in life, whether it's addiction to alcohol or whether it's not even addiction, just where you've slipped in life and you just you want to get back into it, his story really, really paints a picture that you can do that. Uh, it, it was really, uh, it was, it was honestly an honor to hear his story. And what's cool about it, it was fairly recent. <clears throat> he began his journey in 2017 and now we're here only in the beginning of 2020. And so it's just, he's, his details are raw and they're fresh and it's, it's in a very engaging story. So, uh, I hope you guys, uh, check it out for sure. Oh yeah, definitely go check out the fat guy forum on Spotify, Apple podcast. Um, he's even on, he has pod being account too. Um, it's it's yeah it's all his stuff and he's really good it's really great stuff um but yeah i feel like we're gonna dub this just like the keto carnivore week <laughs> yeah we just have so many people we have another person two more people actually potentially want to come on next week um 
you know, about talking about carnivore, strict carnivore yeah, people. We have an author that wants to, I believe, right? Or yeah. So he wrote, um, he wrote the book. We're still working. We won't reveal too much about that because we're still working with him. But um, yeah, we just have like, I just noticed this carnivore and keto community. They're super energetic to spread their message. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're ready to just to talk. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they got some meat to their story. Yeah. No, but you know, no, seriously though. It's like, <clears throat> You know, we've got, you know, they've got shark week, you know, so it's like, why can't we have meat week? You know, why can't we not, you know? And then plus uh, it, to me, it just makes it all the more excited to explore and to investigate uh, vegetarian diets and uh, vegan diets. Uh, just hearing the contrast of just going full carnivore. Uh, I think it's uh, definitely interesting. And like Eric said, uh, that community is a very ambitious and just bold community. And uh, I think a big part of it, just with any kind of diet or any intense thing you do, is that they just have an incredible, incredible amount of discipline. And through that discipline that they've learned, you know, whether through working out, whether through diet or, or what have you, uh, that, that discipline kind of overlaps in other areas of their life. And, you know, they begin, you know, starting businesses, they start doing nonprofits, uh, and then they start just having different philanthropic like things going for them to just to make people's lives better. And they just want to share the joy. So uh, it's not like we're really impartial to carnivores, but yeah, we, uh, it, we're just excited. I know and their energy. And that's like on the last one, um, you had, we had brought up, you're like, I'm calling out the vegans and stuff. Um, oh, we got our, we got our caller. Hold on. Let's connect. Let's see if it's in. Hi, can you hear us? see we may not be hearing you yeah we may not be able to hear you do you have earphones um i don't know just go ahead if go. you can I hear you now oh there you go hey how's it going my I name can hear you welcome to the wait just say that again yeah this is uh just a couple dudes podcast jacked and uh this is anthony here speaking and with me we got eric yeah so do you mind uh, telling everybody what your name is? Uh, sure, no problem. My name is A-Day. So I'm known as Black Carnivore on, um, on Instagram. And uh, I also have a YouTube channel, Black Carnivore. But uh, my, my real name <laughs> is A-Day. <laughs> well, uh, the reason we asked is because we definitely didn't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> We'd well, only read it in text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I clicked on your, your Patreon account there, and I, I heard you pronounce your name once, but it was really quick. And then it's one of those things where you hear someone say their name, and they're like, is that how you say it, though? <laughs> <No>? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you're able to get in. unusual. That's yeah. a good one, though. I like it. Thanks I'm a fan. For well, thank you for introducing me to some new technology, too. I, I had not uh, heard of the, the podcast host that you're using, so I'm excited to see how it works. Yeah, and one of the reasons why we, we use the, the Podbean Live forum, especially when we call in with people, is that I just don't have um, a really good internet connect, connection here at my home. I don't, have a, I don't pay for very high bandwidth or Wi-Fi. And so our Zoom calls and our Google Hangout stuff, it just doesn't really... It just doesn't look and sound that great. And most of our stuff's audio anyway. So I think this is just, this is what we're doing for now. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. So um, like we gave you a kind of a soft introduction. Um, I, I directed people to your Instagram account and kind of gave a little bit of an overview, but I didn't want to, I don't want to be the one to tell what your story is. So if we could just start, you know, why don't you've already introduced yourself. Um, 
could we, do you want to start with uh, kind of like your weight loss journey? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm really glad to have an opportunity to talk to you guys and to talk to your audience. Um, you know, I feel like the, the keto diet was transformative for me. That's where I started back in 2015. <laughs> And then, um, you know, I did that and I lost 80 pounds and that was, uh, you know, really so important for my health. But there were still some nagging things that didn't really resolve. And um, and I had also I had taken a break from like weight loss, but then I wanted to go back to it after a couple of months to, to try to lose a little more weight. And um, I came across somebody who was talking about the beef and butter diet or the beef and butter fast. And it was like, you, you do it for like three days or five days. And then, um, you know, beef and butter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. About so, how much, um, about how much would you be eating in a day? Cause I don't know anything about that. Well, diet, so. you, you were supposed to eat a cup of ground beef. That's like cooked up into crumbles with like uh, three tablespoons of butter. Okay, so Twice is it good or is it not? <laughs> I'm curious if it tasted pretty good. I mean, because I think butter, I mean, I love ground beef, you know, but just doing that, you know, uh, I'm curious to, with all the butter, if it made a big difference. I've definitely never had ground beef that way. I Well, I on day two, I was like, this is it. I've, I've found home. <laughs> so wow. uh, for me, wow. it was, for me, it was fantastic. But, okay. uh, you know, I just felt so, so much better. And, and so many of my um, other, you know, health issues started to respond to it. And so, um, you know, as, as much as keto helped me to feel better, I felt, you know, even exponentially better just doing carnivore. So, um, you know, it's something that I had heard about off and on over the years. Uh, I think the first time I heard about it was like in 2006. And, and I was part of a forum um, at the time, but I just could never fully wrap my head around the idea that vegetables might not be like absolute perfection for human beings. So, uh, so it was just something I'd heard about, and I w periodically over the years would hear talks from Amber O'Hearn, um, who has been, you know, is a longtime carnivore. And so I um, finally, in December of 2017, I decided to, to full on really try and um, and just take out all of the plant kingdom and, and just eat from the animal kingdom. And like I said, you know, I did it that two days with the butt beef and butter fast and it was, I just felt so much better. And, and so there I kept going. And, uh, you know, so obviously my game has tightened up and evolved over, over the last two years, but um, I, I really see how much I benefit from it. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, I remember, I mean, you heard about it way before I had ever heard of it. Um, I honestly didn't hear about the carnivore diet even until I think it was Dr. Sean Baker. It was on Joe Rogan. And I I just couldn't believe it because I had heard of keto up until that point, but I had not heard of just red meat and water, basically, like that mm -hmm. carnivore diet. And I was like, what the heck? And then I know that Chris and Mark Bell were both huge proponents of it. And they were talking about the war on carbs and all this stuff. And uh, I, I kind of went down a little bit of a carnivore rabbit hole myself during that period. Um, I myself, the, I did try like five days um, carnivore. Actually, when I just was kind of nursing a little bit of an injury just to see how that would help with like inflammation and stuff. And I, I thought it was good. But I mean, I didn't do any blood work, nothing like that. It was just like strictly how do you feel? Um, 
but yeah, I was really intrigued by it. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. You know, so I work in the healthcare field, and I know that the first question for me, uh, as long as a, uh, along with a lot of other people, is how does that affect your blood work? You know, especially cholesterol levels, or your LDLs. Have you had blood work done? Yeah, have you ever had blood work done or you kind of tested yourself? You seem like you, you would know because you just you look into it so much. So I'm just curious if you can give us any more details about that. Well, I have had my blood work done both, you know, before and after. Uh, I, but, I, you know, I, I don't know if it's really going to be helpful. I was always a person who had very low triglycerides, um, very high HDL and very high LDL. So that didn't really change. I mean, I, I think my LDL was always high and then it got, you know, higher still on keto and, uh, and then on carnivore. So okay. whatever damage may have been happening in my body, it hadn't yet, you know, manifested in a way that we um, can measure. But, yeah. you know, so I have to use, I, for me, I have to judge whether I'm improving based off of my other symptoms and, you know, and that's it. True. Yeah. And that's the one thing I've heard about, you know, with blood work as well. I think it was the same actually it was when I first heard about it with uh, Sean Baker. He was kind of just talking about it. He's like, you know, your blood work, depending on the time of day, depending on like, you know, all the sorts of <laughs> yeah. factors, there's a million different factors about your blood work that can tell you all sorts of stuff, you know. And so people who get so deep in the weeds and obsessed with that, it's like, let's really talk about body composition, how you feel, symptoms, stuff like that. Um I know for sure uh, when you get your blood checked, uh, whether it comes for like your triglycerides and, and all that stuff, they, they typically want you to not even eat for four to six hours beforehand. And no, a lot of people don't know that. So, uh, so yeah, it is one of those things that can definitely fluctuate, but I just was curious and how it would, uh, how it would affect cholesterol. Cause I know that'd be a question in a lot of people's minds, but so basically no change is what you said though. Correct. Yeah. I mean, well, my LDL is, is higher, um, but it was already uncomfortably high for, you know, my doctors. Gotcha. But, okay. You know, so I, I don't know if it's, it's not enough of a difference to be, you know, really meaningful, I don't think. But most of my doctors have said, well, you know, your, your triglycerides are low. So, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Like, okay. You, you tell me whether you want to take a statin or not. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That's time. true. Yeah, so um, so you made the switch from keto over to carnivore. You started the beef and butter thing. Um, what was kind of the next step for you? Well, then I just I, I like searched for every video, you know, everything I could read, everyone else's um, experiences. You know, I think in the beginning it's really hard to. Um, to reorient your mind as to, you know, what your plate should look like, understanding how much you should eat, you know, how much salt you should have, what it should taste like, you know, what your body should feel like. So, you know, I, I probably spent another year kind of, um, you know, trying out every variation that you hear about, you know, from high protein, low fat to high fat, lower protein to, you know, five pounds of meat to, you know, eight ounces of meat a day and fasting and everything. So, you know, it's been, it's been an interesting time. And I, I did a lot of studying and reading um, and watching videos along the way. And then I decided um, to go ahead and sort of document my experience on my Instagram channel. And so that was how that started. 
Oh, okay, cool. I was going to say, yeah, you seem to have a very interactive uh, Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I, I get so many questions from people like, you know, how what's can you give me a recipe for cooking steak? And I'm kind of like, huh, you know, I think like people really don't have cooking skills anymore. And this is not a diet that, you know, you can use recipes like you have to actually know how to, you know, what to do with heat and salt and acid and you know, the food material, because there's, there's no, you know, there's no recipe that can help you with that. So I, I, you know, was really working on teaching myself to cook and, and trying to help other people sort of figure that out too. Uh, you kind of brought it up with the salt, heat and uh, acid and all that. Have you watched that documentary on Netflix by chance? <laughs> oh, there's a no, book. Yeah, there's um, a book that's, or there's a documentary. Which one? It's like salt, heat, yeah. acid, and I think it's fat. I think that's what it is. And it's just like yeah, all these delicious so. meals and how they can cook and stuff. It's So oh, you wow. have seen it or no? Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen it, but I that was something I knew I wanted to. And <laughs> I guess oh. it just bubbled up into my mind. Yeah, you should. It's really, really interesting. And the foods they make, just like you just salivate while you're watching it. It's great. And it, it really does encourage you to like, be a better cook in the kitchen, like you said, and really understand the importance of heat and time, you know, and all that stuff. So I think it really could come into play uh, as someone who's just starting out cooking or just starting out on this carnivore diet. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's so, fun, you know, oh, I, I yeah. like, tried a, a lot of different things. And, and the one thing that I would say along the way is that, um, you know, I really tried to start honoring and listening to my body signals and use that as a guide to, you know, how much I should eat, how often, what it is. But I, I realized that in order for me to do that, you know, I, I kind of have to expose my body to a lot of different things. Because if you've never eaten, you know, heart, you like you can't crave it because you've never even had it. So I, I went into a, a process of really trying to eat a lot of different things to, you know, sort of expose myself. And it's interesting, over the last two years, my tastes have changed a lot, too. So things that I was, like, nauseated by before don't bother me so much now. Um, and uh, Or I enjoy the taste. Like, it, like, for me, liver, you know, I hated it before, hated it. And it was, like, such a struggle to try to eat it. And then I don't know what happened. Like six months later, I went to, to try it again and I smelled it. And I was like, oh, now I get when people say this stuff tastes or smells sweet. And I'm like, now I get it. But I did not smell that before or taste that before. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just going to mention that I've noticed a lot of the carnivore community, they kind of vary in what they do and what they eat and stuff. But the, the organ meat seems to be a big one. A lot of people talking about eating liver, hearts, different stuff like that. Um, I noticed that. And then there was even some people who get into the raw meat who will just eat a, I've seen people just eating bowls of raw, like ground beef and stuff. Um, have you tried any raw meat? That's hot. <laughs> oh yeah, <clears throat> I have. <laughs> it's actually oh, yeah? surprisingly, yeah, it's surprisingly really good. So uh, something that I make is, um, you know, I have a food processor, so I would chop up, um, uh, well, I was put in some raw liver and uh, and some beef and uh, usually some kind of roast that I chop up. So especially with a roast, you're um, you know, you're less you have less chance of getting sick because um, 
inside the roast is sterile. So you're every time you cut, you know, a piece of meat, you're introducing bacteria, and that's where it becomes dangerous. So uh, typically, if you're making your own ground beef at home, that you know can be safe to eat. I would never suggest going to the grocery store and picking up some ground beef and just eating yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, some people, oh, yeah. some people do do that, and they're okay. But um, I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, and you should try to, I mean, if you're going to eat raw, you know, you should try to like, you know, don't go into your local bodega and, and like eat what they've got there. I mean, try to, you know, source yeah. it from good sources. Well, I'm not going to lie. But, you know, I, that being said. I was just going to say, yeah, uh, when I started eating, you know, a lot more meat, because um, I'm, I'm not going to lie, when I, the, earlier on, maybe five years ago, I really knew absolutely nothing. I thought going on a diet meant you just ate you know, vegetables, carrots, and lettuce, and you, you cut out stuff. I thought red meat was bad. I thought you should only re eat red meat once a month, maybe. You know, I thought you needed to eat your grains. I thought Cheerios were good for your heart, you know, like all that stuff. And um, when I yeah. got more and more into the ketogenic diet, low-carb stuff, uh, paleo, I read a book on paleo, um, uh, just a bunch of different things like that. Um, I noticed I started eating very, very, very rare steaks, like extremely rare steaks and sushi and then i was thinking i'm like man i wonder if am i on the cusp here like could i jump to just totally raw meat i don't know <laughs> but i was like i want to start there at least it's like a rare steak you know you know what's funny is everyday public actually will eat uh eat some raw meat with uh, prosciutto isn't that i believe that's just cured by salt i don't believe that's ever sees heat at all if i'm not mistaken now may, you maybe i'm wrong you know you can correct me if i am but uh i do want to ask okay so is it just because of flavor or uh, what is the benefit to going full raw on your meat? Well, you know, I really just wanted to see how I would respond. I mean, you know, you see all these people who are like, oh, my God, the best thing ever. And now I, you know, feel great. So, you know, I, I've been doing these experiments for quite some time and I def definitely wanted to see. So, I mean, I tried to do like, you know, maybe a week that was solidly raw. Um, you know, I like the way it tasted, but, uh, I still, I kind of missed having cooked meat. So I was, you know, kind of going back and forth and, um, and now I'm like mostly eating cooked. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure that cooking is necessarily bad. I mean, that's the, like the idea. Uh, I do think that burning fat is very bad. And so, you know, I kind of have, I, I am kind of thoughtful about like how much bacon I eat and how I cook it. And if you see fat smoking, I mean, it's burning and you know, that's, it creates, um, it creates a lot of problems when, when you eat that kind of fat. So, so I don't know. I mean that I was kind of like, how can I get more uncooked fat and into my diet? And that sort of led to thinking about eating raw. Do you mind explaining, uh, why cooked fat, is worse than uncooked fat. Do you, uh, can you explain that for, uh, in further detail? So I, I don't mean cooked fat. I mean, burnt fat. Oh, burnt so, fat. Okay. Sorry. Right. So, so when you're, when it's like, when it's, when you see it and it's smoking, it's, um, you're, you're burning it. And, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, uh, I, I mean, I can't think, um, actually I did remember reading a study about how, uh, deep frying and you know really heating like vegetable oils up really really high is it can cause cancer and uh, or or exacerbate existing cancer so um 
you know, the, generally the idea of burning oils is not good. And, and I think, um, I don't know if you've read that book that, that Nina Teicholz did. She talked a lot about the ways that uh, vegetable oils, when they're cooked at high temperatures, it, you know, change their shape and structure and they become things that, like, our bodies don't recognize. Now, you can cook um, animal fats at, at a higher temperature. So when you're using uh, tallow and lard to cook, you know, they don't necessarily burn. Um, and they can go up to much higher temperatures before you have a problem. So, you know, so those are some of the things that I am thinking about when I'm thinking about that. And, you know, eating rancid or burnt fat, um, you know, it's, from my opinion, it's not a a healthy thing. Oh, yeah. So that being said, you can cook fat without it burning. um, But I notice that, uh, like, you know, I cook bacon in my air fryer and sometimes it starts smoking. And I know that's like, yikes. You know, I wouldn't want to eat fat that's rendered out. Oh, yeah. Although Um, I do eat the bacon. It's true, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where's the bacon? And I've I've heard that a lot about vegetable oils. what I usually use, I don't mean, I think it's good. It's just extra virgin olive oil. What's your thoughts on that? That's a um, oil from the plant kingdom, so I don't. Oh yeah, that's I didn't even think about that. What, and same thing with like avocado oil too. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So what kind of oil? I guess you just use lard and what? It was lard, lard and what else? Uh, tallow. I mean, I usually, you know. Um, all pretty much all meat that we're getting, like it comes with its own fat. So it doesn't require mm-hmm. us true. to, you know, necessarily go out and like find some fat substitute. That being said, I love the way fat tastes. And when I get like a chuck roast, I like to, to chop it up into cubes and cook it in the air fryer. And that way, you know, so much of the fat gets crispy and, you know, you know how it's yeah. Well, I always love a good, you know, who doesn't like a solid piece of steak, right? Where there's no fat on it. It's just beautiful red meat. It tastes good. But, you know, I don't, I really don't mind when there's some fat on my steak and it just kind of melts in your mouth, you know? Oh, oh it's so yeah. good. Like quite literally melts. Literally yeah. melts in your yeah. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. We've all enjoyed that. Uh, I was going to ask, um, do you maybe have some uh, favorite diets uh, or favorite, di- sorry, not diets, dishes? Uh, maybe in the past like month or so that you're just really feeling that are just that you really are on fire about. Oh yeah. And actually I just posted a video, I guess about an hour ago of my latest recipe. So yesterday I made a meatloaf and I used pork rind panko as instead of breadcrumbs in it. So it, you know, it's very carnivore. And, uh, and I sort of made my own kind of barbecue sauce, a quote unquote barbecue sauce. So barbecue sauce is, you know, generally speaking, just full of sugar. So, um, you know, since I don't want to do that, I, I took uh, another carnivore friend's recommendation to mix with, um, you know, some kind of barbecue uh, spice mix or red peppers and stuff like that into uh, some vinegar and use that. And so it gives it, um, you know, there's, there's multiple styles, I guess, of barbecue. So that's the, the Kansas yeah. City or St. Louis style of barbecue. With the, oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of barbecue, uh, as someone who I lived in Arkansas for 10 years, and let me tell you, from state to state, barbecue changes. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. you, like you said, Kansas City, you go to Louisiana, you go to North Carolina, you go to South Carolina, it's going to all be different. And I love it. I love trying the different uh, different flavors and different uh, exposures that they bring to the same similar dish. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and, it's uh, nice to know that you can like get a, a lot of different flavors and a, a lot of different things. You know, I mean, we kind of have in our mind that ketchup and you know beef go together or hamburger, but there's so many other things that really you know make the the flavor of beef shine um, that are beyond you know that sort of narrow scope there. Yeah, it pretty much wasn't until honestly this year I realized you don't need steak sauce or a1 sauce you know what i mean like if you mm-hmm. if you really marinate a good piece of meat and you cook it and use some salts and other stuff like you absolutely don't need steak sauce you know yeah you you if you just cook it well yeah then there's there's you might not even need a sauce like you were just saying like i've noticed that especially uh for chicken i eat a, i eat a ton a ton of chicken and I feel like I've become such a hard critic of chicken, like when I go to restaurants or and stuff like that. And I'm just like, because I feel like that is the one food that I, I cooked it for 18 months straight, had it every single day. And so I just feel like I'm such a hard critic. I'm like, oh yeah, it's too dry. You know, like, or, or like, <laughs> or they just poured a ton of sauce on this because this chicken is shit. Yeah. Like seriously, <laughs> like not that I'm a total, I'm not, you know, I don't even think I'm really a douche, but it's just like, when you really are trying something every day, you, uh, you de- develop a flavor for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I do, I do like <laughs> well, that. Well, I point. definitely prefer beef, but I, I do like chicken. And in fact, I have a bunch of chicken thighs defrosting, um, for dinner. So nice. I was gonna I say a lot of the carnivore community, it seems like a lot of people are, you know, they like to diss chicken. I guess it's not as nutrient dense or, or heavy in proteins and stuff, I guess, huh? But I love chicken though. Well, I think if you haven't experienced the, the you know, the, the way that carnivore makes you feel, you kind of don't really get why, um, you know, there is that feeling about chicken. Cause it, you know, and I, I think a lot of people think it's sort of dogma or some sort of ideal or concept, but really it's just that you feel so much better on beef. And like, I'll notice if I have like bacon and eggs for breakfast and some chicken or pepperoni or something like that for lunch by dinner, like I have to have beef without question. I can't, there's no other thing that I want to have a taste for. So it really is about how it makes you feel. And, and when you feel fabulous and, you know, like a million bucks, like, you know, wouldn't you be screaming about it? Like, Hey, everybody, look what I figured out. Yeah, that's one of the big things I get uh, that the carnivore people in the community and even that I've experienced, you know, I feel like I have a lot of energy still when I am just eating heavy proteins and stuff. But a lot of people think you have to have carbs. You got to have some carbs to feel some energy. What would your what's your viewpoint when people say that? Well, I mean, I'm not like, you know, any kind of athlete, so I, I don't have any advice for people who, you know, perform or earn their living from their performance or their athletic performance. So those people should find someone qualified to help them. But, you know, if you're, <laughs> if you're a middle-aged, overweight woman, I, I can certainly attest to the fact that, I, I mean, my energy really soared after going, um, after going carnivore. And uh, it, it was really spectacular for me. So I, I feel like um, I just have a lot more endurance and I can go all day long doing stuff, physical stuff, and not, you know, not feel like I, I got to sit down. Okay. I do, I do find that interesting because actually, before- and, you know, and I think it takes time to get fat adapted, which is really what I'm describing. You know, you, you, you have to run off of some fuel and if you are, 
used to running off sugar, you can only do that for so long before you run out and your body's going to send you constant levels to go get more sugar. But once you switch over to be running on fat, you know, you, you have a limited number of calories that you can store in, in the form of sugar. So a, less than a day's worth of calories. So you're always going to be like craving. But, you know, we have like, I mean, even the slimmest person has like a month's worth of fat calories on their body. So if you can get to the point where your body's comfortably burning fat for energy, you know, there's no reason to, to freak out because or have cravings because there's ample energy on our bodies. Yeah, uh, to kind of you're talking about the energy and to kind of build on that, it seems like we have we just see the draw. We well, before you came on, we gave you a soft introduction that we talked about, and we we brought up that it just seems like all the carnivores that we've talked to and interacted with, they just are like go getters. I don't know how else to say it. They oh, yeah. like you're describing this energy, and I see these people and I hear like. Then all of a sudden, you know, they're they're doing this, you know, carnivore diet or uh, an intense keto diet, and uh, you know, all of a sudden they're they're starting a business, and all of a sudden they're you know they're trying to become a voice in the community. Uh, all of a sudden they're trying to raise money for or just try try to wear, raise awareness and better other people's lives, and I just see this energy in them. Uh, can you can you describe that a little bit? Can you go into that because I know you do a lot of other things as well. Or a pursuit of yeah, it. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've okay. always been kind of a go-getter. And I will say I ran for public office twice in Brooklyn. And uh, and that requires, you know, just a huge amount of physical activity. Uh, I don't know about in other, other states, but in New York, you know, most campaigning is done on foot. And the summer of 2017, I, you know, I, I personally shook 10,000 people's hands. And wow. when you're, um, you know, going door knocking and going door to door, like you, you're in Brooklyn, most of the buildings were, you know, four stories, no elevators. And I, I realized that that summer I went up and down at least a hundred flights of stairs a day. And I did door knocking five or six days a week. So, wow. Yeah, and you couldn't be out of breath when you're meeting people either. Yeah, you couldn't be out of breath when you're meeting people either. You had to be like kind of in shape. You had to have that energy. Yeah, you couldn't just be like tired and haggard when you when when that door opens. Especially running for office. Yeah, and then running for office. Yeah, you just seem like you have no energy. And it's not just that, but it's like, you know, also there's no air conditioning in the hallway. So it's like 100 degrees and everybody's cooking some weird smelly things. So, yeah, imagine that. Um, (laughs) yeah, but, uh, but, you know, and I wasn't even actually carnivore at that point, you know, like at the beginning of the summer, I was still like eating salads and stuff, but just as time went on, I didn't have a lot of time. I would have two meals a day. That was kind of all I really had time for. And I ate as much, I pretty much ate probably a pound of beef at lunch and at dinner. And, oh, yeah. uh, and I, the vegetables kind of went by the wayside and, uh, um, I was still, I was having like spaghetti sauce mixed in with the ground beef and I would eat that. So it was like basically like sloppy dough. And, um, that. that was one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. So I did that and I was so, I was still having vegetables, but it had reduced so much. And, and as it was reducing and as my, um, meat consumption was increasing, my energy um, output increased. And so, uh, you know, then finally that 
December of the same year, I decided to fully do the carnivore thing. And, and once I did, wow, what a difference I noticed. Now, one thing that I removed, I, I don't eat dairy, but there are plenty of carnivores who are fine with dairy and they do eat it. So I found that when I quit, um, my asthma went away and I was able to stop using my inhaler. And, um, and I did have a lot of breathing problems um, and, and asthma. I mean, it was not, you know, it wasn't a sort of benign condition. So it was stunning to me that there was such a huge, huge change for me but by removing the dairy. But once I did, I mean, man, my level of, of fitness and energy is just, you know, it's just completely different. That's so interesting. We, uh, we actually just talking with you and, uh, uh, I think we brought up how yesterday we talked to a guy that did the keto diet and ultimately ended up losing 335 pounds. She knows Gormy, right? Uh, do you know Gormy? I, yeah, I follow him. He's really spectacular. Yeah. And I've listened to his, a lot of his podcasts. I, his story is really, um, really amazing. And I really appreciate what he's trying to do and the voice that he brings to the community. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't even. Know I just, that. I just love you know his story, your story, kind of like what you guys are talking about is that you just see what, you know, the extremes of the human body can be. You know, you think back to before you were getting into this. Think about where you're at now. Just kind of like how resilient we we are. You know how the body can really heal itself through food and nutrition, and people find it in all sorts of ways. And like you found it um, through through this diet, and it works for you. Um, but one question I would have is like, you know, obviously I think the carnivore community is a really tight knit community, but do you get attacked by a lot of people or, or does, does what you're doing make people upset? Um, I, I think I've been lucky not to have too many, um, trolls, uh, or, or just, you know, haters like that. Like PETA people uh, attacking you know, your yeah, I mean, I was more thinking that I was going to have that. Every now and then I get tagged by, um, you know, someone, I guess a vegan, of, uh, you know, something about, uh, you know, how terrible animals are treated. And, and they might even show a very gory picture of a, a cow being slaughtered or something like that. So every now and yeah. then that happens, but it hasn't been, okay. um, it hasn't really been bad. Uh, yeah. I do think that fasting, though, is one of those topics that it it does divide the carnivore community. So, oh. <laughs> um, and you said I you definitely have, you have done some fasting, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and how did how did you so, like, how long like what kind of fast did you do? How did you feel affected by that? Like, what corner do you do you stand in when it comes to fasting? So I, I'm still not in a corner. I'm dancing from side to side. And, uh, you know, I will go through periods where I do it um, and then periods where I, I don't do it. So right now I decided I just am not up for doing um, – I'm just not up for doing a fast during these times. Uh, being yeah. home all day, it's just too much. Well, miserable. Um, but on yeah. the other hand, yeah, yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, um, you know, there's so many reports of the benefits of fasting that it's it's hard to to think that this is not something you should incorporate into your life. But I, I don't know if there are studies that compare or explain, you know, the benefits that you get in uh, metabolism and autophagy and stuff from fasting versus the benefits you get 
on the same things from carnivore and versus the, the, the same things with exercise. All three of those things can, you know, po- cause your body to um, or upregulate the amount of autophagy that's going on. So I'm not clear that, you know, fasting is the only way to do that. You know, you, a combination of carnivore and exercise might do that and maybe even more effectively. I don't know. Uh, so I know so, Eric and I are I with the term of autophagy, but uh, do you mind telling our listeners what exactly that is? Because I'm sure some people, you know, this might be a whole new subject to them. So uh, do you mind explaining to them uh, what that means? Sure. I mean, I'm happy to, to do it to the best of my ability, but remember, I'm just a lay person, regular person, not a doctor, not a scientist. Exactly. That's uh, when the point of our podcast is we take these ideas and we bring it to the layman, just very simple, you know what I mean? Just very easy to maybe digest kind of a way explanation. We are just a couple dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so for autophagy, from my understanding, is, um, you know, it's a process that your body goes through all the time. You know, we're always recycling proteins and, and, you know, fixing stuff and looking for things to break apart into their constituent parts and reuse. So that's a process that happens all the time. But um, there are certain things that we can do that make us, uh, up, our bodies upregulate that process. So fasting is one of those things where uh, as at a certain point, your body, you know, recognizes there's no food coming in. And so upregulates this process of cleaning out and um, finding broken cells, damaged cells, things that aren't working right, finding those, breaking them up and using that for protein uh, and to replace the protein that you're not getting when you're uh, not eating. So, you know, that's, that's my understanding. So the benefit is if you're, um, you know, fasting and, and you're concerned about cancers and other stuff like that is your body's basically cleaning house and getting rid of all these things. And then the real benefit of fasting comes not when you're fasting, but when you're, when you refeed. So, you know, you, your body's broken all this stuff down while you're fasting. And then when you start feeding again, you've given it all the raw materials to replace and fix and, and build even better systems than, than before. Yeah. So oh, all that, that sounds great. great. And it's like, yeah, I want to do that. I, you know, that'll make me like Superman, like, you know, yeah. like super strong. But then like you get into fasting and it's like, oh man, <laughs> you know, I'm so bored. There's no food. I can't oh, yeah. keep doing this. So I'll tell you what I was. So I don't know. And- yeah, I was pretty much a, I would do intermittent fasting. I still try it now. Um, but I did it very lazily. Um, what I would do is, you know, I would have like a big dinner at like six o'clock. And then obviously after that, I'm not hungry. It doesn't bother me. And, you know, I go to bed around nine, 10 o'clock, sleep eight hours. So, I, you know, the first 14, 15 hours of my, my fast, my intermittent fast, it was lazy because I was just sleeping and I was full for the first part, you know. Um, but those next couple hours when I try to hit maybe like 18, um, it sucks, you know? Um, and then for the people who just yeah. they do the 24, the 36, the 48 hour fast, I don't, ah, oh, man, I'm still too much of a wimp to try, to be honest. The most I've ever done is 24 hours. Well, I've like, done yeah. a couple, I've done a, I've done a couple for five days and, oh, um, and then wow. more for three days. That's incredible. So I think the first, one. you did a three day one. Yeah, I was gonna say I did a three-day one, and I, I noticed I noticed some benefits of like 
just because it is discipline. It takes discipline to not eat. You know, you've been doing it your whole lives. So, you know, um, but I noticed it, it. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it gave me more focus. Uh, another thing, I felt like I wasn't sleeping as much, but I felt I had the energy like you described, you know, uh, being on the carnivore diet. I felt like I actually had a lot of energy, surprisingly. Uh, but I am curious to hear about your five day fast because I've never talked to someone that's fasted that long. I've I'm personally, I'm the only person that I know that has fasted for as long as I've, I know. So I'm curious what your thoughts were on the five day. Well, I, I mean, I definitely notice, uh, you know, a reduction in inflammation, a reduction in my blood glucose, an increase in the ketones, um, you know, and I feel, uh, I guess, I don't know, maybe my body is clearing out. The, the inflammation is probably the part that I, I notice the most. So, but it's hard, you know, I feel like the first day is the hardest and then the fifth Absolutely. day is really hard for me too. Yeah. That's so, uh, but once you, you get the ketones up to a certain level, then it, it feels better. Um, but I, I have a hard time sleeping too while fasting. So I'll sleep like three, four hours and then it's like, I'm awake and you know, it's like I've, yeah. I've slept for eight hours. That's exactly how I was. And I was just like, I just don't know how good this is that I'm only getting like three, maybe four hours of sleep. And I know this whole time you've been talking, you know, because that, that was probably the most intense diet I've ever done uh, or lack thereof diet, how, however you want to say it. Um, but um, choice. Yeah. But uh, I was curious to how do you feel the carnivore diet? Does that affect your sleep at all? No, I didn't have a problem. Uh, I mean, I know some people have complained like when they get particularly high in uh, high levels of ketones, they can have trouble sleeping, but I, I never had any trouble. In fact, I probably got better sleep, um, more sound and uh, deeper and more restful. Okay, cool. Uh, I, know I think another the sugar really does mess with us a lot. Oh, I absolutely, absolutely. Oh, agree. Yeah, I, I truly believe that, you know, you could probably attribute most of anyone's health issues to the amount of sugar they consume. Yeah. Yeah, I 100%. If someone was complaining to me about feeling tired, you know, not having energy, that there's weight that they can't lose, I immediately would be like, okay, well, uh, don't eat pasta anymore. Yeah. The, uh, don't. Just don't even worry about bread anymore. You can just get cut bread and desserts out. You can still get sweet things if that's what you know. Because I feel like you kind of have to almost – sometimes you got to go real hard and go to a really intense diet. Uh, but then other times you got to just ease into it. Uh, and so I feel like that's why I tell people, like, just – that, that is why you have low energy is because that sugar that you just described. Um, yeah, I, like stop putting – don't put sugar in your coffee. You know, use some stevia or something like that. You know what I mean? Or don't use any at all. Yeah, I just drink my coffee black now. And I just really enjoy different coffees mm -hmm. now. Um, it's definitely sugar. I yeah. mean like people with a ton of issues. I mean people are diabetic, everything. Like sugar is awful. Sugar is so toxic for us. I guess uh, so if you were talking, I know you've experienced this many times. So if you're talking to somebody that is really interested about going carnivore, uh, but they just live like your typical American, uh, how would you suggest for them to migrate into a carnivore diet? I mean, I'm not one of those people that, you know, wants to keep like dipping my toe. I mean, you know, if it's going to be hard, just jump right in and do it. Nice. So <laughs> 
That's yeah. what I would say. But, you and know, that, just start by what, eating more. Go ahead. I was, I was, yeah, I was just going to say that's what Mike, you know, yesterday on the podcast, Mike Gorman, he was like, you know what I did? I just sat down. I cleared out my entire house. I threw away everything. I wrote down a script of what I was going to go buy and eat. And then I went, I just went full keto one day, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I f- honestly do feel like if you're going to do it, you might as well just, all right, here's the reset. You know, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, go on full reset, I believe. Well, I think it's hard. Hello? I'm sorry. Um, Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, can you hear us? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think my earbuds are about to die. But yeah, I can hear you. Okay, Um, let's go. We're getting to the end of this sequence. Okay. But I think it's hard uh, to... I, I don't like to tell people to kind of go slow because, you know, you really don't feel like all of the benefits of keto and then carnivore until you get the sugar out of your system and you actually get into ketosis. And so going slow doesn't allow you, or it takes you so much longer to get to the point of being in ketosis that it's really hard to stick with it. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard enough to go like, you know, four or five days without energy, let alone weeks. And, you know, and the whole thing of not having energy, I mean, that's a real thing. It's not like, oh, you know, I just feel tired. It's like you literally are not providing your body enough energy to do the stuff that it's got to do all day. And so it changes how your body operates until you get enough fuel. So there's no benefit to walking around without enough fuel. Like you, you want to get to the point where you are comfortably burning some source of fuel for your body so that you can operate at a normal level. So you may as well go as quickly as possible and just get it out of your system and get to the other side. Because when you get to the other side, you're going to go, oh, that's why I did this. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, And one of my last questions, honestly, was the role of salt and what salt plays in your diet. I mean, obviously, we use it for flavoring. It tastes good on a steak and stuff like that. But I feel like most carnivore people, what you see is like, beef and salt or beef salt and this you know i just see all this this reoccurring theme around salt so what's the what's kind of the role of salt in your diet i mean salt is absolutely essential and uh that is a core part of why people feel bad when they go uh into keto uh well either into ketosis or onto carnivore you know our water um balance like gets all out of whack if you don't have the electrolytes that you need so uh salt is incredibly important i do make sure that i get enough um but how much you need is different for every person and so it's really hard you know when you see like you know you go to certain pages and people are like oh you have to have 5,000 milligrams of sodium and you have to have this many of potassium and like i you know i i don't know that that certainly isn't true for every single person how much that right sweet spot is, I think, changes from person to person. Also from your activity, you know, on a hot day where you're running around a lot, you're going to need more than on, you know, a day when it's two degrees out and you're just sitting in your pajamas binge watching something. So I got to the point where I said, forget about, I'm not, you know, measuring macros. I'm not measuring out my electrolytes. I'm just going to salt to taste and and actually listen to what my body says and respond to it. And, you know, that is the most perfect amount of salt that you need is what your body calls for. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of that. I'm just such a huge proponent of 
listen to your body, look at body composition. How do you feel? You know, cause we can, you can get so deep in the weeds of like looking at blood work and looking at levels and I don't know, macros, all, all sorts of stuff like that. But to me, it's like, well, do you feel good? Can you go, can you go outside for a nice walk and not feel like you're going to pass out? You know what I mean? Like you just, do you feel good? Do you kind of look good? And when I say look good, I'm not talking about, you know, are you going to be on the cover of a you know fitness magazine or something? Do you look good to you? You know, do you feel good to you? It's all relevant, right? Um, but this was awesome. I'm really happy you got to come on. I really love your Instagram page. I think what you're doing is amazing. Uh, I just want to give you praise and tell you to keep doing it. Uh, it inspires people even Thank like me. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, and I also wanted to add to this. You you kind of made a few comments during this where you're like, well, you know, maybe seek a professional or stuff or something. But when I, the amount of information you were giving, a ton, a ton of information. Like, I feel I feel like I have a good understanding of the carnivore diet uh, through what you just told us. And so, uh, I, I really, really appreciate it. And I think our listeners are going to really appreciate it too if it, they decide that's uh, something they want to attempt. So I wanted to thank you for that. I'm really glad to hear it. Yeah, no yeah. problem. I'm really glad to hear it. And I'm always excited when I see people, you know, make changes in their diet. And, you know, I, I still think that keto is, is a great place to be. So, you know, wherever you land on the spectrum of ketosis to carnivore is great. And you got to find the place that balances, you know, the amount of health that you want to have and, you know, the amount of enjoyment or party mouth party that you want to have. And, um, and so, you know, if your listeners can at least get the keto, I'm, I'm happy because that's going to make a, a huge inroads in terms of health. Oh yeah. But and if you come all the way to carnivore, you're going to see, you're going to feel like Superman or Superwoman. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. I love that. That's what makes, that's what gets me happy about it. That's what makes me feel like, gosh, it's just, it's going to do it. You know, like, cause I just hear, I just hear that from so many people in that community um, and just from yourself just now for the last hour, you know, we're talking about how great you feel, how much energy you have, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, is there any last comments you want to throw out there? Or? And again, where can people find you? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if you can go to uh, find me on Instagram at Black Carnivore. And uh, I just renamed my YouTube channel. So it's, it's also called Black Carnivore. And yeah. um, I love and then I that also name, by the way. Have... <laughs> well, it's just a, know, it's a powerful name. I love it. I mean, I wanted to help other people of color come to carnivore. And so I wanted, if anybody else was looking to see if there were any other black people doing carnivore, I wanted <laughs> yeah. to easily find me. So you can easily find me. I love yeah. that. No, I love so it that you're that really that. trying to help out your community. So it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can check me out there. And then I also have a uh, an old podcast called the Black Keto Podcast that I did with a friend of mine. And then I um, am probably going to start my own podcast. I do interviews with um, any other uh, people of color who are doing, you know, um, th doing the keto diet or carnivore. I've done a lot of those interviews on Instagram. And um, I wanted to find an, another place that's more suitable for a long form content. So, cause you know, we tend to talk for like an hour and that's, you know, that's not Instagram. That's not YouTube. Yeah, definitely. I, I 100% think you should, because I think 
what you have to offer people, what you're already putting out through YouTube, Instagram, all this stuff. I think you know you might as well just complete that circle with doing another podcast because you got a lot of good stuff to to provide to people who are looking for it. Yeah, it's just it's just another audience that you'll reach. I think your message is a good one, so I'm I stand behind it. I like it. Yeah. Um, thank so, you. Yeah. I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. So we just want to say thank you for for your time and uh, everyone who's listening to this. Go ahead and check out Black Carnivore on Instagram, YouTube. Check out you know if you go to our Instagram page, you can find pretty much everything in uh, in her bio. So that's how I found most of the stuff. Um, and then go ahead and you can find us now on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. Just look up Jacked J A K D Jack Podcast. Um, go ahead and go to our Instagram page. That's Jacked underscore podcast. And you can have links to everything. And uh, I just want to say thank you, everyone. And thank you again for coming on and talking carnivore today. Awesome. All righty, Ada. All right, so thank I'll you. see you and I'll talk to you next time. Yeah, we'll talk to you next time. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Signing off.